yeah, there we go. I think I'm good. Am I good? Good. Jeff, it is June fifteenth, twenty twenty. Took us about twenty two minutes to get on there. <laughs> it's all I my fault. I still don't hear anything. Yeah, you're registering though, good. So you should be fine. All right, well, that's good. It I does sound like we aren't talking into our headphones. Like no. our headphones aren't working. That's all right. We'll have uh, we'll have Hal Brown come down and fix it. He'll <laughs> <laughs> get everything squared away. I have a question for you, Dave. Yeah. I saw something tonight. It makes me wonder if you were a kid. A lot of kids are graduating high school. Right, yep. either from home or whatever. If you're 18 or a kid getting ready to graduate college and looking ahead to your career choice, why in the world would anybody consider a job in law enforcement in 2020? That's funny you say that. It has changed so much. I mean, think about when I was a kid, at least, it, I was always taught. It was always a great gig. If you Well, also, you're taught by your parents early that if you get lost or if you're scared, find mm-hmm. a police officer. Right. Nobody says that anymore, Fuck and no. it, it it does. It's it's because there are a lot of good cops. There are more a good cops than bad cops. Great You're cops. seeing a ton of bad police officers right now on video because it's the popular thing to do. And I'm all for getting the bad ones out. I mean, the the deal is yeah. we got to get the bad ones out, point them out, get them out of here. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It's one of those professions where you don't know if you're coming home. Right. I mean, it is a life or death profession. I, for years, I always goofed around on this show that, you know, the cops are the ones that deserve more attention and the firefighters are the ones that work 10 yeah, days a month. Bonds. Yeah, they're at bonds, putting armor all on the tires, you know, but it's the police officers. Nobody's happy to see a police officer when he shows up. Yeah. I tonight I'm in La Mesa. I'm hanging out with my kids and my kids had to get braces today. And both so of them? Both of them. Oh, boy. They had them before and then round two. And so I took them out, get them an ice cream because their jaws all sore. You know, everyone can talk. <laughs> you know, overall, it doesn't feel too bad. You get used to it. You're like, oh, shit. It's like driving around with two Don Cor. It's like Don Coriel and <laughs> Coach Cantera in my car. <laughs> and uh, so I took them out. La Mesa cops had a guy pulled over on El Cajon Boulevard, right? Yeah. And I believe it was a young black guy. But I was driving, so I couldn't really see. I'll tell you what I did see. A guy 10 feet away filming everything. And you go, oh, well, hey, man, that's how we learned about George Floyd. And that's how I got it. But I'm just saying, can you imagine anybody listening to this today that when you go to your job tomorrow and you're sitting there and some guy's just 10 feet away filming. And I don't know if he's chirping or what he's doing, but they're just filming it. Yeah. No matter what you're doing. And I get what I do, what Dave does, and what a lot of you d- do for jobs aren't held to the level that law enforcement is. I get that. But I just sat there tonight and I looked at those two guys and I was really critical of La Mesa PD a couple of weeks ago. But I've also had good experiences with them. But I thought, holy shit, on a Monday night you're sitting there and everything you do is being taped. And yep. I don't know if that lasts for another week or two weeks, oh, it's two a while. years. I think it's a while. But goddamn, man. Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't know why anybody would do it. I'd be like, fuck this. I'm going to go work at H&R Block. <laughs> it is not easy to become a police officer either. I mean, yeah. you got to pass the physical fitness test. You have to go to the academy. It yeah. is hard to hopefully get with the police department that pays well. I know Chula Vista pays very well compared mm-hmm. to San Diego PD. 
the guy across the street from me is a retired police officer, and mm-hmm. he, and he worked his way up pretty far. He said I think thirty three years he put in, yeah. and he told me he goes I've never had to even pull my gun out in thirty three yeah. years. I mean he basically he retired with a good career. But he said since this whole thing has gone down, even though he's retired, they've received threats. No, it's you terrible. Know? And, and I ha- probably have about six really good friends from Chula Vista PD, mm-hmm. and I haven't talked to any of them about it. I, I feel bad right. for them that, be honest with you, Jeff, if I was a police officer, I would think twice before pulling o- over anybody, even though yeah. they probably deserve to be pulled over. And especially if they were black, I'd probably feel even more afraid thinking I better get this right and better not do anything that can be held against me because it could cost me my job. I just, uh, I, I, Dave, I watch these videos of what young guys of color yeah. around the country are going through. And it's brutal, man. It's brutal. And, and I get it. There was a kid, I don't even know where this was, the guy the other day when they were all in, like, bulletproof vests and there's eight guys. He's walking down the yeah. sidewalk. God damn. Is that the one where the police officer stopped on purpose, stopped short, so the guy no, that was bumped into him? Nope, that was a different one. This was a guy just walking, and he had a camera, and he's filming. There's eight guys on yeah. him, and one of the guys has his hand on his gun. Yeah, I saw that one this morning. And, and he asked him, why is your hand on your gun? Yeah, and it's really, really unnerving to see it. But but by the same point, man, like we're, uh, I guess you can't have it both ways. But I'm like, I don't know why anybody, anybody, yeah. if you're 21 or 22, why you would at this point go, yeah, it's exactly what I want to do. I want to do that. Fuck that. Join Circus Vargas. You know, if you talk to anybody who who is black, we'll tell you this has been going on forever. Oh, yeah. And I was thinking about it today. I was thinking, okay, what's the earliest I can remember as a kid hearing about that, hey, the police aren't the same for everybody? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about Richard Pryor live on the Sunset Strip. Do you remember that? Absolutely. It was a funny as hell stand-up. Yeah. But he, one of the first jokes he says at the beginning was a buddy of his is in jail. He goes, I'll come get you out. Where are you at? He goes, Long Beach. Mm. And he goes, I'm not coming down there. He goes, nope. what cops do to black people in Long Beach, there's no yeah. way I'm coming down there. And that was really the way he started his routine. And I was like, that God dang, that thing must have come out in the mid to late 70s. 82? Really? You think it was that? that? Yeah. Okay. And I, I think. I feel like I was in. I think Cal- it was the seventies. I was felt like I was in California. It was when he's got the red red suit on. Uh, I think he's wearing an orange shirt. That's all I remember. I haven't okay. seen that thing in thirty years. So great. I was a little kid when I saw it, and I was like, "Yeah, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen." Yeah, in my life. it's great. But it's it, again, we've never walked in in the shoes of a police officer or of a person that's been treated unfairly by a police officer. Anyways, uh, I just I saw that tonight. I thought of it. I'll tell you the other job that should be open. Any day is the job of Major League Baseball commissioner. It should be. Boy, is Rob Manfred a fucking joke, huh? Yep. Dude, wh- which thing do you want to point at? The most recent or the way he handled the Houston Astros? I mean, the Yankees? over and over again. The Astros, the Yankees, the Red Sox. I mean, This whole deal? Yes. Complete disaster. Uh, I mean, really, I'm trying to think of a guy. And look, man, I, I see a lot of what Gary Bettman's done in the NHL. He's done solid. Yes. Done solid work. And he came from the NBA office, didn't yep. he? Yep. He'd been the assistant to David Stern. What Adam Silver's done in the NBA, right? Yep. Been great. Uh, Roger Goodell, yeah, not a huge fan. Uh, Makes I, I the owners a lot of money. Sure. Yep. Sure. But has not handled a lot of things very well. But man, oh man, Rob Manfred... He looks like Jack Tunney when Jack Tunney <laughs> used to be president of the <laughs> WWF. Rob Manfred's a complete joke. I mean, we thought Bud Selig yeah. was really, really bad. 
and and he was. But what Rob Manfred's doing is embarrassing to baseball. It, it is. It, it, baseball commissioners, I think, for years have been pretty bad. Even yeah. when you go back to watching the movies of Eight Men Out, and you look at the Landis, yeah. and you're going, Judge yeah. Landis. And you're like, dude, you're a little power crazy. Yeah. And, and, and shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> you sit there and you go through all the other ones. Bowie Kuhn, all of them. That you'd yeah. sit there. The only ones I can think of, it's funny, Peter Uberoff seemed fine. Maybe I thought I'm he crazy. was fine and Bart Giamatti. And I, and I tell you who I thought was fine, but they ran him out because he wasn't doing what the owners Faye wanted Vincent. him. Faye Vincent. Yeah. Faye Vincent kind of got a bad deal. Yeah. Bart was good. Yeah. I thought the C-League was a joke. I mean, yeah, it, terrible. It, and it, what brought your attention to that yesterday was if you watched that long gone summer and I, how he just put his head in the sand. Dude, I got to say this. I know everybody was talking about that today, and I was excited to see it the summer of 98. God damn, that bored the shit out of me. I hated it. It was the worst 30 for 30 of all time. Uh, there were a few of them that have been really, really bad. It was, it was the Mike Tyson one was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. It was kind of like what it reminded me of with those old highlight videos that they would make yeah. for teams. It was bullshit. They didn't put any, hold anyone's really feet to the fire. Every, so even when they kind of brought it up to Sam Associate, got irritated. Yeah. I was like, what do you think, man? I mean, it's it was felt like we're watching this the biggest bullshit highlight film of all time. Yeah. The cheating, the Maris family thing was ridiculous. Everything was insane, how bad it was. I, I'm glad to hear you say that because I heard a lot of people talking about, man, to go back to 98 and, oh, glory and everything else. Look, man, I remember that summer really well. Pods were in the middle of yep. everything. I just watched that last night. I'm like, when the fuck is this thing going to get interesting? I couldn't agree more. And it's it's tough when you have... Sosa's not, I mean, Sosa kept patting himself on the back about his own charisma. McGuire admittedly isn't that big a personality. But to me, that's when it's the job of the director to take an average story and make it good. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, fuck, let's go. Yeah, they showed a lot of stuff from San Diego. If you haven't yep. seen it, when well, we saw Renee Martinez was clear as day. Yeah, that one and video. Jim Stone. Jim just Stone is so short. <laughs> Jim Stone just looking at Mark McGuire like just puppy dog guys. Yeah, puppy dog. Ask me to go to Bullets yeah. and I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> he looked like the girl in porn. There after she starts a blowjob, she gives that look up at the Well, guy. Dave. Come on. That's Jim Stone. I'm okay? sorry. Did come I cross on. the line of Jimmy? Yes. He doesn't live here. He doesn't live here. <laughs> <laughs> uh I Dude, it, it was. It was disappointing. You're right. 98 was such a good year for yeah. San Diego, as everybody knows, because you hear it all the time. But it was, and, and there are a lot of big hits here. I mean, McGuire, mm -hmm. they painted the guy dang seat, right? Yeah. And then you had Sosa. What I remember is Rita was pregnant with Jake, and was supposed mm -hmm. to deliver him at any time. And, of course, there's a shitload of media here in San Diego and everywhere yeah. those guys went. And uh, I had to leave because she had to go to, yeah. uh, to the emergency room. And it wasn't when... She actually gave birth, but I remember tell, calling ESPN saying, I got to go. They go, what the fuck do you mean you got to go? Yeah. And I said, I think my wife's going to have a baby, and I got to leave, and they let me go. They were so upset with me for leaving on a night so they hit a home run. Pete Fox is here. That's it. Pete covered. Fox will cover the whole fucking thing. Dan, uh, Mark McGuire cussed me out in the, in the locker room. And I said to him, when I first started at State, I think, uh, I think Dan was either a junior or senior. I don't remember if he played yeah. all four years uh, here. But anyway – he was there, and I knew Cree Morris, and I knew uh, Dan McGuire. And I asked Mark, just him and I, I said, how's your brother Dan doing? He's at home fucking eating Doritos on the couch. What the fuck do you think he's doing? Yeah. And I said, well, I, got, I went to school with him at San Diego State. I, legitimately, I was asking you, is he doing okay? 
and he got so fucking pissed Good. that I asked a question about his brother. Yeah, fuck off with your chit chat. But God. <laughs> God, between him you. and fucking Penny Hardaway. Yeah, if somebody hitting him up for money. <laughs> son of a bitch. What do you want, money? Fuck, dude. Just a yeah. quick background if you don't know what the fuck that's about. Penny and I, at 15 years old, played on the same basketball team. It'd be like your kids playing with a, a kid right now that made yeah. it. I made it to the media. He's making $72 million. Dollars, and I'm covering a Magic Clippers game. Yeah. And everybody's gone. I go, Penny, do you remember me? And he looked at me, and he goes, what? I go, you and I were on the same basketball team in Tennessee when we were 15. What do you want, fucking money? <laughs> I was like, what a piece of shit. Then he left and got in a car with Urkel and fucking yeah, hit fuck the town. Off. Went to you the Roxbury. Asshole. Fuck this guy. What do you want, money? Fuck Let off. me ask you this. Fuck off. On the drive home, how many times did you go Scotty in Boogie Nights? Idiot. <laughs> I'm so mad, dude. I'm so You're fucking mad at pissed. yourself. I've had a couple of moments where I've said things couple. that have gone horribly bad. Yeah, like 20. Oh, my God. The Sam Perkins one, I think, is my, my most embarrassing moment <laughs> of all time. What's that one? Oh, my God, dude. So Sam Perkins is on the Sonics at this point. Okay. And I was a huge North Carolina fan. Again, oh, I'm in fuck. Tennessee. I was a Tar Heel fan. My dad was North Carolina. He kind of gave me that team. And so I followed everything from about the time it was James Worthy, Sam Perkins, playing against Isaiah Thomas okay. in the national championship. Same day, I think Ronald Reagan got shot. I, I remember it was a year before Jordan joined. And all I had in my backyard was a flat area of cement and at a basketball goal. And I had four trees that lined that were in the corners of of each part of the driveway. Okay. Okay. And, of course, me. This sounds like Ernie Martinez drawing at my birthday party. Dude, it is. Being by myself, I would dribble. I'd throw the ball off a tree, and it would bounce back perfectly, and I'd take the shot. Okay. Okay. Well, I named every tree after a North Carolina starter. Oh, boy. And I tell Sam Perkins the story. It is sad. So sad. And he's sitting down on his stool in front of his locker. And he has, like, Nate McMillan and Gary Payton and Dale Ellis sitting by him. And he's listening <laughs> to my story. And I said, Sam, I go, I used to name the trees. I go, I, I had a tree I named after you. And I dribble down the court and telling him, like, all excited. Fuck. And I got to throw the ball to that tree and come right back to me. I go, good pass, Sam. And I'd fucking drop it. And he just looked at me all quiet. It was, like, three seconds of yes. delay. He looks right, looks left at those guys. And the whole fucking locker room busted up laughing yes, right at me. of course. That was me doing Scotty on the way home. Driving down the five, just going, fucking idiot, idiot, fucking idiot. Name your tree after you. Fucking guy. If better than Art Howe. Art Howe was the best. I told Art Howe when, <laughs> when he was, like, coaching yeah. the Rockies. I said to him, hey, man, first year I played baseball, man, I was on the Astros. I played first base. So I said, give me 18. Art Howe wears 18. And he looked at me, and then he gave me the longest, like, most uncomfortable hug behind home plate. He Forever. Did. He didn't let go. He loved you. He loved it that I fucking picked number 18 for him. Yeah, Sam Perkins hated my guts. He did. <laughs> so great. <laughs> fuck it's funny how I have more ideas. I think in my head, Jeff, that seem like really great before yeah. I say them. Yeah. And then they completely go the wrong way, and I'm like, how did that just happen? Yeah, I think a lot of us know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Oh, it's so great. I, I, I never just love the story. fact, though, that I love the fact that every one of those happened in L.A. And you had to drive not to, like, fucking Orange yeah. County or Mission Viejo where you could just fucking fall asleep quick. Dude, you had to drive all the way to yeah. Chula Vista just replaying that whole yeah. conversation. Driving 150 miles each way. Yeah. And I just sitting there over and over. And Here. then you get home, and the birthday girl, happy birthday, Rita Pallet, 
probably made the mistake of saying, how'd the night go? <laughs> Fuck, Rita. <laughs> I told a guy in the NBA named a fucking tree after him. And Shit. He got the whole locker room to laugh at me. The they entire Seattle Supersonics. He said, get out of here, fanboy. Fuck. Fuck. You know Fuck. those assholes got on the bus laughing about me, too. Yeah. They're, <laughs> just like, they're like, dude, who fucking screens these assholes for credentials? I don't know why I thought he would enjoy that story and say it meant a lot to him. This fucking guy writes for Treehouse Monthly, and they <laughs> let him in here. <laughs> Tell the Del Harris story. It's my favorite. The Del Harris story is fucking nuts. This was great. Oh, my God. Fucking Del Harris, when he was coaching the Lakers, the Lakers weren't very good back then. They All they had was Nick Van Exel and like Eddie Jones. Is this at the forum? This is at the forum. It's a Del yeah. 3. Yeah. And so I'd wait to go to the lock, go in the locker room. I'd sit, stand outside the door, and I'd be looking at Del Harris's wife and Lindsay Wagner. Remember Lindsay Wagner? Yeah, the sure. Woman? Hot. She was best friends with Del Harris's wife. So it was just like the three of us for the most part. And then a couple other, L- Mark Stein, he was one yeah. of the guys, LA Times guys. We'd go in there, and no one fucking gave a shit what Del had to say. But I talked to Del every fucking day for years. And before and after games, my mic's in front of his face. And so you think the only like, three guys he knows outside of his wife and Lindsey Wagner. And uh, this is when they had pay phones without cell phones. Mm-hmm. And if you watch an NBA game, the coach doesn't come out to right before introductions. Mm-hmm. So everybody is in, in line. The national anthem's going, I'm on a pay phone talking to someone. I might have been fucking talking to you, for all I know, telling yeah. me about what I'm doing at, for KFMB and Update. And Dell's walking out of the, cl- out of the locker room right before he makes his left turn to walk to the floor. And from about, fuck, dude, 30 yards away, I waved to him. Just him and I in the hallway. I waved. Why do you feel the need to wave to Del? I figure we had a relation. It would be like, to me, almost like waving at Boach. Like, I see him no, every day. it's not. So I give the big wave to Del. He waves back. And yeah. then as he gets closer to about 20 feet away from me and he realizes who he just waved to, he takes the wave back. He, like, literally takes his hand and goes like this. Yeah. And waves his hand back like, I just wasted a wave on this asshole. <laughs> I was like, you can't take a wave back. Like he, he did. He fucking did. He took a wave back. Like a hello wave. Fuck you, Dell. My kids bought a box of old school NBA cards from like yeah. the eighties and nineties. Somebody had it. And I had it and I had it and I had it. And I finally just fucking threw it away. I had a Dell Harris card for you. Did he really? That I was gonna bring in here. Oh my god. The I best thing like, Dell Harris ever did. Go ahead, finish yeah. your son. I just I nobody in this fucking audience. Plus, it's Del Harris. Yeah, like, it's gross. fucking, like, like it's Michael Jordan. Who gives a shit? Right? Yeah. You'd, you, if you'd have told me it was Dancing Barry, I'd have been a lot more fucking fired up <laughs> <laughs> of anybody in the forum than fucking Del Harris your way. But Del Harris oh, okay. fucked you over. The best thing Del Harris ever did, though, he brought yeah. Leslie Nielsen in to right. the locker room after a game. And he had him just screaming at the fucking players, at, at pointing at the board, yelling. Nobody in the locker room noticed that it wasn't Del Harris. He just fucking, Leslie Nielsen just went ape shit on everybody. Fuck Shaq, you're lazy as hell. You aren't rebounding. You aren't doing shit. Fucking just head down, changing his shoes. And did it. Yeah. Nobody realized it was Leslie Nielsen. It was hilarious. They finally figured it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. He turned around. People are like, he started saying crazy shit. He did it. You know, Leslie Nielsen has goddamn fart noises. The guy's fucking 80. Dude, right. And he's with his goddamn noises nonstop. Him and George Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> Naked Gun's a great movie, dude. <laughs> Here's a picture of your wife. <laughs> uh, hey, shout out, because we'll only have one more show. Congratulations to all the people in this audience 
that on Sunday will be celebrated for Father's Day. Yeah. Because, to me, I say it all the time. There are a bunch of you uh, that I know that are dads. And we talk about it on the show, whether it's me and Dave, Mike, Stevie Woods, uh, Sean Walchev, Jim Trotter. I mean, so many of the people that we think of, Kaplan and the rest, that are dads, sons and daughters. It's the best. But then so many of the rest of you that have shared your stories, Jimmy Betancourt, I'm thinking about this week, and others, uh, the relationship between you and your kids. And to me, it's the greatest fraternity in the world. Josh Rosenberg reached out tonight, and I just I couldn't be more proud to be a part of it. Like, it, it just really, I think I was out with my kids yesterday. Where you guys go? just uh we went to coronado on saturday and then yesterday um my son wanted to watch backlash so that's why we weren't here last night he wanted to watch backlash so we just hung out and then watched uh fucking undertaker documentary my son's all into that and then we watched like the first hour of the sosa thing i bored to tears but I just told him, I go, dude, I, I, you just get to a point where you don't give a shit anymore. But like, hey, whatever these people think of you, they, they do or they don't. Cool. I'm like the only guy doesn't matter. Are you and your brother, and as long as we're all cool, then it's fine. But um, but it's cool, man. Sunday is Father's Day, and like you guys know, Sean's going through this probably right now. Steve will go through it, where your kids are little and. Father's Day is just fucking any other day, right? They don't figure it out. Um, but then they get to a certain age where they do figure it out, and it's pretty great, and and they appreciate it. And like I said, this year, uh, my son Kate and I have been writing in this journal, which has been outstanding. I cannot recommend it enough for any parent. Um, moms to sons, moms to daughters, dads to daughters, dads to sons. Uh, when you have that opportunity for you and your kid to write in a journal every day about your experience with them, things you've done, great moments, best advice you've ever been given in your life, all these different things, uh, it's really outstanding. It's been maybe the smartest thing I've ever done. Do you wish you would have done it with uh, the other son as well? No, he uh, fuck no. I tell him all the time. <laughs> does he, I go, does dude, he feel left out? No, he doesn't. No, he couldn't give less of a shit. Like you and you and Kate have this thing going, yeah. And he doesn't feel like, hey, what about me? Could not give less of a shit. And he tells me every day, dude. His whole life, this guy is invested in NBA 2K20, where he put himself in the game. Yeah. And he had to get braces today, and so he gets in the car because I take him out tonight, and he's telling me, well, yeah, uh, it made me retire in your game here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, give a club palate. What fucking happened to you? I got brain here, Dad. I can't. And I'm like, God damn. So what he was trying to tell me was that they made him retire in the game. He's, really? He put himself in NBA 2K20. The other day, he uh, was excited because if he got enough votes, he, they were going to put him on the cover of the game. I'm telling you, Dave, the backstory in NBA 2K20 is unlike any video game I've ever seen. It's goddamn hysterical. And I go, well, why'd they make you retire? And he goes, well, I'm 40. I go, well, listen, what team are you playing for? <laughs> he goes, I'm on the Mavericks. And I go, Mavericks? The guy's been on like nine fucking teams, right? He's like. Uh, Does he keep getting traded? 
guy just keeps opting out for free agency. Who's the guy, the three-point shooter that's been on? Uh, Jamal Crawford? Jamal Crawford, Kyle Korver's been on a shitload of But teams. Jamal Crawford yeah. is the guy I think I'm. And I said to him tonight, I go, well, I'll tell you another thing, asshole. <laughs> y- you keep chasing the money. Good, good luck ever getting your number retired <laughs> in any city. <laughs> and I go, I'll tell you what. As a local business owner and a guy in the community, I don't need to see a 40-year-old man running up and down the court. Get the fuck out. Know when it's your time, dude. Holy shit, you egomaniac. I'm just yelling at him in the car. And But, yeah, no, he, he's he's not impacted. He, everything that he wrote in that book would yeah. be like it's a whole page of what's the best advice you've ever been given. And I guarantee you this fucking kid would write, to be the man, you have to beat the man. Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, right? Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite saying? And it would be like, you know, some, uh, dude, it would just be some WWE shit. He, no. Love the guy to death. He's fantastic. But I said to him the other day, I go, you know, I'm concerned because there are kids in school that eat paste and, and don't. And I go, I'm pretty sure Cade's not a paste eater. I go, dude, there are days when you're on the fence. <laughs> I'm not sure, man. Like, I am not sure. But he and I have the best relationship, and the great thing is uh, congratulations to you, to me, uh, to Stevie Woods. Uh, we're all members of the New York Yankees now. Is that right? We're all Good members deal. of the Yankees. Uh, Josh hasn't made the team yet, but we'll get him <laughs> over there. Costa's not there yet, but we'll get him over there. And this is the cool thing, man. My kids are 12. But we'll play MLB The Show, and my son Jack, who's a maniac, will, for two or three innings, will sit behind me with his arm kind of around you. You know what I mean? Like kind of around like you're from like your shoulder to shoulder. I just kind of have that around you. And I'm telling you, man, he's 12, right? And you go, shit, I would have figured this ended when you're seven or eight. It's the best. It's the absolute best feeling in the world. No, I love them to death. It's the greatest thing in the world being their dad. What do you have planned for Father's Day? Um, we're going to barbecue, and that's really the fun thing, too, is they um, – I don't know – like, we really hooked up their mom, which was great this year. This year was cool to get their mom a bunch of fun stuff. And that's the really nice thing, too, is being on great terms with her – and I know she's excited, and they're excited. Last year, man, I'm telling you, Dave, they last year they got me the frame picture. We've talked about it in sporting goods store or uh, sports memorabilia stores. Those long frame pictures, the long ones, yeah. right? That'll be the stadium shot. The one they got me for Father's Day, la- and I don't have any of those. I love them when you see them, right? Maybe it's Ohio State yeah. or Michigan or. Joe Lewis Arena, the Forum. But I, I didn't really have any that applied to me. Goddamn, if they didn't go, never, I'd never said anything. And they got me one from Qualcomm Stadium, Good. and it's the Padres against the Braves in 98. Cool. And I looked at that, and I go, I go, Dave and I did the pre and post game yeah. for this game. And they're like, what? I'm like, we did the pre and post, and this is when we were first starting, and we didn't know anything. And I'm like, man, I, I was on the field at the end of this game. I, oh, dude, it like, that's cool. It like chokes you up because you go, this is outstanding. But, um, 
I just asked for like a couple of different books. There's a book I really want, a baseball book called The Wax Pack. Have you heard about this no, book? No, no, no. So this guy bought an old school pack of Topps baseball cards, 16 cards. He opens it up, and he tracked down all 16 guys in the book to find their story and talk about the baseball card. One of the guys in there is Randy Reddy. Who I he and I have been friends for fucking twenty five years, going back to when he was playing and then living in Encinitas and coming into Santa Fe Liquor, and Randy and I were tight when he was batting coach and everything else. And then you know you have kids, he has kids, you you kind of lose track of each other. But Randy's one of the guys in the book, and he tracked. I think Gary Templeton's in the book. Cool. But it's sixteen individual stories, and so. Uh, yeah, just ask for that, and but you know what, Dave? Just uh, Sunday afternoon, we won't be here Sunday night, um, but just a Sunday afternoon to chill out and yep. be thankful for the people in my life, especially those two guys. That's all I need. We're um, we're headed up to L.A. We're going to to L.A. We're going to go uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, we'll oh, be nice. Back, we'll be back for Monday show, but um, it's it, as Jeff just said at the beginning, it's my wife's birthday, and she said, you know, we'll we'll celebrate my birthday in L.A. We did Great. go to Carlsbad yesterday to the beach and hung out with a bunch of family that we haven't seen in forever. Yeah, but um, we're, we're gonna head up to L.A. Got a got a hotel right in Santa Monica. Great, you can walk right to the sand. Great, rented bikes, the whole deal. Great. I told Josh we'll film the whole beginning of Three's Company where I fall <laughs> over in the sand. He's like, I've never seen that show. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> And then, um, but but it's you know Third Street Promenades, walking distance, right. the whole deal. And then we're, you know, we'll we'll take a walk up to the Hollywood sign. We'll do that nice. that whole deal. Oh, nice. But um, yeah, we're gonna go to L.A. We're going to L.A. because it was Jake's favorite place. Yeah. And uh, and Love so it. we did it last year. We did Dodger Stadium. I, I've told the story on there about that. But we're gonna go to L.A. because that's where Jake would want to go. Nice. And so, uh, but where did he like? What was his place? You know, man, he loved everything. I mean, yeah. he loved Dodger Stadium. He loved Hollywood. He loved his. The place he dragged me to all the time was that place where you saw on the news a couple of weeks ago that was burned down right off Fairfax, right by Canners, because mm-hmm. there was where Nipsey Russell got killed. And, and there oh, was yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the shoe store. Shoe store. They he, didn't burn that place down, yeah, did they? Yeah, they just looted the fuck out of that place. Oh, and so, shit. like, every pair of shoes is 500 bucks. And, uh, he, man, he dragged me there all the fucking time before we went to a, a Dodger game. He'd say, yeah. hey, we've got to go here. And we'd go to that Supreme store, which was big yeah. for him. Anyway, that that was his favorite street. But he just loved L.A. When he was a little kid, he used to say to me all the time, I'm I'm leaving San Diego. I'm going to L.A. or New York. This town's too small for me. <laughs> <laughs> he said that he's like six yeah. years old, that he just wanted to go somewhere where things happen. And so he was uh, always, always loved going to L.A., kind of like the way your kids love going to L.A. And so we're, we're going to go to L.A. and enjoy three days we lost you know sugar so it's uh yeah we could never do that in the past no you know we weren't the people we never put our dog in a in a kennel or anything like that so um we don't have to worry about asking somebody to come watch our dog it's it is is, i tell you what's fucking strange is in the the last five days that i've seen you since uh Mm -hmm. the dog passed is Number one, you never open the doors for the dog to go to the bathroom. Right. You know, I mean, we used to keep our back door during the day open. So she just go out when she wanted yeah. to go out and she'd come back in. I also have a full alarm system on the house. I completely forgot my code. I haven't used oh, the shit. alarm. So all of a sudden I have to call the alarm company and go, hey, I got to reset this whole fucking yeah. alarm system and everything. Because we open, you always forget you have the alarm on, you open the door and the fucking alarm goes off. Yeah. 
but it's uh yeah we had to reset everything so with uh it, it is so weird man to walk around the house and look into different areas of the house and go my dog would be laying there right now yep. or my dog would be begging for food right here and yeah it's uh god it is it is so strange the last five five days it's funny i was saying that to josh when we were getting things going it's like funny i saw the pictures of her when she's little and i really didn't know her that much yep. when she was little and she's her fur is so much darker in those pictures but yeah man it's just like it, it's just a drag it's just a drag because it's that unconditional love that you get i mean you get unconditional love from your kids even when they're pissed yeah. you're, you're even when you're pissed back at them but even your kids would say look dad i know you love me but there are days when I drive you nuts, but the fucking yeah. cat or the dog never stops loving me, yeah. right? And it's just like, yeah, there's just a void, man. There's a void with her, her, uh, with her gone. Yeah, it's good. I I hope all the dads do it. Yeah, and get that chance. And here's the other thing too. Okay, I'm I'm just gonna say this right out today, and I don't need to hear it from anybody. I grew up in a single mom household. Nobody has more appreciation for single moms than I do. My mom didn't make a lot of money, but she found a way to get us to Twins games or Viking games or anything else. Great. Sunday is Father's Day, okay? Last month we had fucking Mother's Day, and it wasn't married Mother's Day. It was every Mother's Day. Yeah. So I need any shit from... Hey, you know what? You know, when we're trying to celebrate Father's Day, take the fucking spotlight off for one night. And hey, how about a shout out to all the moms that did dad's? Hey, we fucking gave it to you last month, okay? And we put up with your bullshit that it's birthday month when all we do for fucking Dave's birthday is take him to Tommy's one fucking day. <laughs> we don't go, hey, Dave, guess what? It's your birthday month, so we're going to go 27 fucking days. We go once and we move on. Okay, we had fucking Mother's Day. We put up with your bullshit that it's birthday week and birthday month. Nobody says anything. So calm the fuck down this week. Everybody loves you. A lot of guys I know, single guys, don't mind putting it in a single mom. Because you've been there. Got a little experience. You know what you're doing. But not this fucking weekend, all right? Give it a break. This is Mike's weekend. Jimmy Betancourt's weekend. Woods Weekend, Aaron Creasy's, Dave's, Rosie's, mine, and anybody else who wants to claim it. So save your bullshit. Here's the other fucking thing I don't want to hear this weekend. Hey, let's give a shout-out. Hey, we know it's Father's Day, and let's give a shout-out to all the dads of the fur babies. Hey, fuck you. We can't put a fucking bowl of food down for our kids and walk out Steve can't just leave a bowl of cereal on the ground for Bo. He wishes he could so he could sleep once in a while. Yeah. I go, hey, guess what, Bo? You'll be fine. I'll see you in nine hours. Oh, hey, Bo, I got to go do the morning show. Come on, get in your fucking crate. Here you go, boy. <laughs> tweet, tweet. <laughs> Not for baby dads, right? You can have any other fucking day you want. <laughs> this is for the guy, as the great George Costanza said, whose boys could swim. Yes. <laughs> now... I'll give it to one other guy, though, too. I will celebrate this. Anybody who's adopted kids, God bless you. Yeah. God bless you, man. God, foster parents, any of them, you're all in that family. You're all good. I don't want to hear it out of fur. Hey, here I am with my lizard, Bob. <laughs> Fuck off. 
fuck off. If we saw Bob on the road, we're driving to Vegas. You, we're fucking spinning to get him. You get him? <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that to fucking Topher, trying to take him out. Can't. Why do people just fucking try to eliminate our day, Dave? You know, what you come off of when you guys do that. You come off as the All Lives Matter guys. Yes, exactly. That's, that's what's going on. We we're not all like Black Lives Matter on this show. <laughs> that's it. That's all we said, period. Don't be that guy. Don't be that, and don't be that lady. Because your hot meter goes, doop. <laughs> Guess what we get? Flacido Domingo. You're not so hot anymore. You just say, hey, Dad, thanks. Dick. <laughs> all you fucking need. I'm sick of this shit. Well, I don't know why we put up with this shit. We can't have one fucking day. One day. One day I'm dead. I'll tell you the That's other day, too. A bunch of dads, probably myself included. And we don't, we're going to be running the fucking grill. Oh, my gosh. But we don't care. So. It's fun. Isn't one of your kids learning the grill? Did you teach loves him? it, man. Okay. He loves it. If it's you great. Let, if you let him go, hey, it's all you today. Could you um, do it? No. And he'd admittedly say, no. Nah. I mean, he's only 12. So, no, nah, he's not rated. But he wants to be all in on it. So, yeah. No, it's great, man. It, it's just, it's, it's really, really cool. And it's uh, it's a great fraternity, and all the guys that uh, are in it. And one other thing, just because I just mentioned this guy, yeah, I don't know why the fuck this happens, but it happens about three times a year, where some dumb shit has to send a message to John Cantera about what's heard on this show. You fuckers understand? I've known that guy like twenty five years. Okay. Fuckers understand. I've known him like 25 years. Yes. And the only fucking reason why I fuck with that guy is he is genuinely maybe the nicest person that I know in my life. Like, he, right, Dave? Yeah, he is. He's right there. He's genuinely one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. And he has put up with my bullshit for 25 years. Yes. But I'll say this about Johnny Cantera. <laughs> He is such a genuine good guy, and so I don't know what any of you think. Like, there's a circle. Let me let, me let you in on how this game works. There's a fucking circle that a lot of us are in, and you're not in. And this circle has been building for 25 fucking years, and certain guys are let in. Stevie Woods came in a couple of years ago. He's a welcome addition. Yeah. Mike Pomeranz has been in. Kevin Curtin, Mark Grant, Dave, myself, Mike Costa, uh, Josh Rosenberg, Al Horton, right? Yeah. We're in that fucking circle. And we fuck around on social media. But guess what? When you reply or say something, we don't say, hey, let's open up the circle and let you in. No, 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 no. No, it doesn't work that way. So because your fucking life is meaningless and boring enough that you have to think that you're accomplishing something by reminding Katera, we started doing that shit at KFMB. Yes. And because I can only do Coach and John Butler and Wayne Hagen that doesn't make any sense to anybody, so now I'm down to two. We drag it to Free FM. We drag it to Extra when they'd let us. That's it. He doesn't give a shit. He's like, I know, I've heard his stupid ass, <laughs> but God, like all of a sudden it shows up on social media the other day, 
And poor coach. Hey, I've known Jeff a long time. <laughs> Imitation's a nicest form yeah, of flattery. It always comes back to and something nice. And I'm like, nice. God damn it. Just leave yeah. coach the fuck yeah, alone. Coach is never going to go, well, fuck Jeff. Tell him to meet me in an alley. It's I, never going to happen. He and I. So last December, Jay Paris has. Uh, Jay Paris does a happy hour every year in Encinitas. It's me. Uh, Johnny Quintero. My buddy Ben Gallo, who's a scout for the Nationals, those guys have known each other since the eighth grade. Yeah. I met, I think I met John through Ben. Braden was there for a while. And another gentleman whose name I forgot. But the four of us, me, Coach, Ben, and this other uh, mutual friend of Ben and John's who I met that night, we went for dinner down in Encinitas. And we, Coach and I fucking laughed with cool. Ben for fucking three hours, yeah. man. Like, Dude, I, I will say this. He's genuinely one of my favorite people. He's a super nice guy. I sat next to Coach at a wedding once. And, uh, uh, but, it was, yeah. It was no microphones, no shows. Yeah. It was, it was a great night. But I see that shit, and it makes me crazy because it's like, I just feel like there's some people that are so fucking miserable in your own life that you think that something's going to happen between me or Coach, and you're going to be the guy who started it. This fucking guy, Fritz, I don't know who that guy is. He's just a fucking weasel. And, like, dude, nobody gives a fuck. I, do, I wouldn't know you, dude, if I ran into you on the street. I couldn't give less of a fuck. I'm just telling you, John's a buddy of mine. He's a friend of mine, and I would never do anything, and I'm proud to be his friend. I just like messing around because his fucking show today, he let some asshole on. <laughs> what? His fucking show is such a wreck. And some guy, and Coach is all mad. Right about Rob Manfred and what's going on with baseball, and he goes to some dickhead in Escondido, and the guy's like, "Well, I don't know, Coach. I'll tell you one thing, boy. I don't know that these guys in the pros will ever get it figured out, but I'm really excited that we got Little League baseball coming back." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> What'd you just say?" <laughs> yeah, we don't need to give a shit that Fernando Tatis or Manny Machado or Paddock or Gore. Pitino, we're not going to see any of those guys. But really good news because we're going to get to see the Conley boys yeah. play out in Escondido Little League. Fuck off. Man, I t that is insane. That's fucking nuts. You want to see the best of the best perform. By the way, if you're a Little League parent and you're going, hey, they're going to open up Little League again, there aren't going to be any, like all-stars or anything yeah. like that. They're going to finish out the season. From what I was told today, that only one parent can go to the game. Only one family member. Dude, that's so, just stupid. Yeah, so, I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? So you sit there, and only, what, four kids are allowed in the dugout. No bags, no bats, nothing's allowed in the dugout. But no spitting, no high-fiving, no hugging, no nothing. How fun. But it's one of those where if you have a kid, you got to decide between you and your wife who's who's going to go watch that that's kid's just wife. so stupid. That's like the way that it's going. The, the Little League board who made that decision is about as bright as the typical HOA board. So, okay, here's my question for you on this, because uh, obviously you know why they're doing it, because they don't want anyone, obviously, to come down with COVID-19. You have everybody. Don't play. So, here, okay, here, here's my, my law question for you, and you aren't a lawyer, I'm not a lawyer. Mm -hmm. If you have to sign a waiver to let your kid play, okay, mm -hmm. if he gets COVID-19, you aren't going to sue, okay? Right. Well, you know how it works. If you park your car in a parking lot yeah. and something happens to your car, you can fuck. The signs can be all over yeah, the fucking place matter. that happen on their property. Yeah. That kid gets sick or you get sick as a parent being there. Yeah. Yeah. You're fucking you're the one that made this happen. You can sign right. any gutting waiver you want. It yeah. happened on your property. Your yeah. event. We're getting you. 
I don't understand. I'll be honest with you. I don't understand why they're bringing back Little League Baseball this year. What, what's the point? Well, it's so fucking, like, what experience there is good for the kid? What are you doing it for? Is it a cash grab? Do I have to pay full price for yeah, my kids sure, to pay? Yeah, you will. Great. But yeah. but I can't even see the fucking game, and my kid's got to go stand uh, down at 72nd yeah. and Rolando, <laughs> right? And we could fucking <laughs> send a fucking golf cart to get him when he pinch hits and caps. Yeah, fuck off. He's, I, dude, I tell you this, man. I, I, I would ask everybody, look, make your own decision, okay? I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'll just tell you what I did. Yesterday, I'm out with my sons. We're trying to figure out a lunch plan. We're over on Claremont Mesa Boulevard, and we're driving towards the 15. And my son goes, hey, Dad, I think the bullpen is open. And I go, oh, shit. Now, the bullpen for a lot of you should be easy enough to find because it's right in the middle of two places. One, Cheetahs, and two, Excalibur Cigar Lounge. So we swing over to bullpen. We go in, and those guys have everything spread out. It's managed the whole yeah. thing. Scotty, the manager, has been there forever. And I said to him, I go, dude, do you remember when I came in here with Free FM? And we're doing, he goes, yeah, man, do drinking shows. We do drinking shows. We do UFC nights for extra. And Bullpen is just one of the great sports bars in San Diego. And they're back open. And it was just so fun to go in there to hang out. They, they had everything social distance, right? The food was outstanding. Again, I'm not going to live your life however you want to do it. But if you're like me, I was in IB, Dave. My sons and I were in IB on Saturday. We'd started in Coronado, spent the day in Coronado. And I said, you know what? We'll go to the brig and we'll get fish tacos. We drive into IB and we're on that main drag. Dave, there had to be a thousand people walking around on Saturday night. I I sincerely don't think I saw two people wearing a mask. Really? The streets are packed. The fucking people who run the Mike Hess Brewing Company right there, dude, those tables are like come right next to each wow. other. If anybody in IB is listening, don't fucking even think of telling me, oh, we social this. Fuck you. You did not, you fucking idiots. <laughs> Which is fine. You guys all live your life, but when that second wave comes through that everybody keeps telling, I don't know if it will or not. Fuck, maybe all of you are fine, and you can make fun of me, and I'll laugh. I'll take it. Dude, you go by the brig. The brig looks like people are elbow to elbow. Ev up and down wow. the street, people are walking up everywhere. You don't see a mask. You don't. People just walking by. Like, it's January 15th. I said to my sons, I go, let's get the fuck out of here. Whatever you guys want to do is cool with me. You're you're nice enough to make a decision to listen to this podcast. Whatever other decision you make, I'm going to support. But for me, going into bullpen where it was socially distanced, and they did, the, the staff was in a mask, um, all of it, man, it's just I guess we got to do what we got to do. But I feel so bad for the people in the restaurants. So one thing when we have a mask yeah. on when you run into Rite Aid, they're fucking doing it for eight hours a day. That shit gets annoying. But I appreciate what everybody's doing to get back open. You know, today I went to uh, Broken Yoke. Haven't oh, been, yeah. Haven't been to Broken Yoke since you and I were there with Lisa Ann. 
Oh, which is, is that the one? Yeah. What, right over yeah. here? <laughs> which is crazy as fuck when you think about it. Not bad. I mean, it, it was so nuts. The whole time we're sitting there, I'm like, this is fucking weird. Like, yeah. you're, you're in the moment, and you're going, this is fucking weird. Yeah. You know? We're sitting there, Jeff and I eating breakfast. <laughs> Bullshit, the day after our event. Yeah, that's what you say. And then we're like, whole time in my head, I'm like, what was that movie Breakfast at Tiffany's? I yeah. Go, breakfast with Lisa Ann's much better. Much better. <laughs> nuts. What they did, though, was the guy would come over with a tray, and okay. he would have, like, salt on it, it would have creamer on it, it would have jelly on it. You just take off what you want. Okay. You know? And it was. It was, it was different. But every booth was basically glassed in. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Okay. And, and I was saying to, to Josh, I said, man, I don't think they should ever take this down. I go, I love the fact yeah. you can't hear the person's conversation next to you in the booth next to you. I wonder how long it stays like that. I wonder how long they do it like that is right. It's It didn't seem weird. I mean, it didn't seem like anything was, was hard to figure out. I did feel bad for, it seemed like a lot more work for the waiters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Big time. It, it seemed like a lot more fucking work for the waiters. Every well, time you, you had put coffee in the cup, it just seemed like it was a chore. Well, since we increased minimum wage, they're all making about $97 an hour with tips. <laughs> um one quick thing, too, that was so goddamn funny. This fucking dink, Walchef. Did you see that shit, that chick? I, I, How anybody in the day of Yelp can open a small business, Why? how any of you do that and have the patience to put up with this stupid shit that's posted on Yelp, Sean has made the decision that until things get really sorted out, yeah, right? Um, he's going to continue to be a takeout business. He's not ready to let people come back in. And really, one of the great things to do at Cali Comfort was to go in and watch the game. Well, there's no games going on. No. And so for right now, Sean's made the decision that, hey, let's just see what happens over the next couple of weeks. We'd rather be right than be first. We're going to continue to be takeout. So the other day, Sean put the screenshot up. From a woman named Karen. Yeah. And on Yelp, she gave him two stars. Two fucking stars, two. right? So I'm like, God damn, what happened? Was it the brisket? Was it the pulled pork? What did she have? Did She have, She couldn't have had the Jake cheesesteak. Did she miss the peach cobbler? No. She gave him two fucking stars because Karen can't drag her fat ass in there <laughs> and sit down to eat her jalapeno cornbread. And she said on there, you know what? I don't have to come here anymore. I'm going to go to Applebee's. Yes, Applebee's. Go ahead. That fucking struck me so funny. So, of course, Sean, good sense of humor, posts it, right? He's laughing. Yeah. He's like, hey, Karen, sorry that I'm going to be safe for my staff and my crew. Now, we're going to do it here. And then all these crying tree huggers come out to, Sean, you shouldn't have to put up with it. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Sean. Everything you've done in the community, every time you stand on the roof, all those hostage pictures you post every morning for your sunrise gratitude. I'm reading all this shit, right? Yeah. And I just, I just wrote, I think she's right. <laughs> oh, shit, you asshole. I know he knows it. It's a fucking guy. One guy writes, Jeff, your comment's public. We can all see it. And I just wrote, what? <laughs> But, God damn, Dave, I just can't imagine. For that fucking idiot, I love that he has to put up with that shit because it makes me laugh. You, me, Woods, how long would our patience last? Oh, not at all. Karen, fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. Go to Applebee's. Yeah, go blow Phil. Do whatever you want. Don't come back. 
Don't come back, Karen. You're b- hey, Karen, why don't you start a business so I can give you one and a half stars? <laughs> but I just, uh, yeah, I was dying That is laughing. funny. You know what's funny? Friend of the show, obviously, Jim Bettencourt. We love Jim. Yeah. Jim put on Twitter today that after watching um, the McGuire Sosa show yesterday, mm-hmm. He said, I feel Pete Rose, McGuire, Sosa, oh, Barry Bonds that. should all be, be Put them all in the Hall of Fame. All in the Hall of Fame. You said I wrote back to him? You'd be I, better? I, no, I said, this is shocking that a man that has taken a vow to uphold the law <laughs> would sit there and go this route. And he's like, do you drive 65 all the time? <laughs> is that what he said? Dude. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It was, it's so funny. I love Jim, man. He's so great. Jim, Jim Bettencourt from the CHP. Is genuinely such a good guy. And my favorite thing that Jim did, Jim constantly is doing, like you see him on the news. He's so amazing and, right, letting yeah. you know all the danger zones when you're driving around town. Jim checks in, here's this. So, Jimmy, we're thinking about you, brother. And, uh, but I love that Jim and his kids, that's why I'm thinking about him this week, man. Nobody is ready for a Sunday like he is. And yesterday was backlash WWE. But I love that Jim, his daughter, and his son cut WWE promos on each other. Yeah, it's great. And his kids are always saying what they're going to do to their dad. Dad, Jim's saying how he's going to take care of business with the kids. Man, he is just such a good dude. And so many of his brothers and sisters that are in there, I get it. I get it. I'm not dismissing any of it. Um. But but just a reminder, there are guys like Jim yes. that that we're all proud to know and and are should be proud to wear that uniform. It's been very very stressful on him the last couple of weeks, and just uh, I love that all of us uh, that know him personally, but those of you that may just know him through social media, a lot of you have reached out to him. That's really great. He Absolutely. deserves it. He great sure does. Dude. He sure does. Hey, I want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is a guy that wants to help you out. You see, if you follow us on Twitter, he has helped out. Many of our listeners Angel. So we try and retweet this. Angel was a great story this past week. And he said, look, the call to Dan Williams basically gave Angel the ability to buy his first home ever. And that it. was really fucking cool. Yeah. And it was cool to see the, the listeners that I imagine from our show that saw that and uh, congratulated him. I mean, it was a great moment for him. Just a, just a fantastic guy. Both of them are fantastic guys. But Dan wants to help you out. He wants to help you be debt free. He also wants to help you afford a home, get out of the rental market. And he's just the best guy you can call when it comes to money. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Makes such a difference uh, when you have that clean slate. And Dave said it. When we saw what happened for Angel this week, uh, it changes everything, man. Right? Been yep. a tough couple of weeks. Been a tough 2020 uh, for everybody. But you see that, and all of a sudden you go, hey, man, there are good things happening. It can happen for you as well. I I got an email. I was telling you guys that there's new condos going up in La Mesa, not far from where my kids are going. Uh, But they're just rentals. And they reached out. They said, hey, we're looking good. We think we're going to cut the ribbon August 1st. And I go, hey, respectfully, for what you're charging for rent, I can pay that in a mortgage. And – like, I'll say this, my old house in La Mesa is great. And for whatever reason, I still, I guess because my name's listed first on the deed, we haven't changed everything over. Man, when you look at it, like, 1500 a month. 
yeah. the mortgage payment. Yeah. And we've been there a long time. The fifteen hundred a month. And that's two bedroom, two bath condo, garage, pool, tennis court, the whole thing. Like what are you paying for your apartment right now? What do you what are you paying to live downtown in that studio apartment? And what are you paying for that? Then when you look at it and go, Well, if I'm paying fifteen hundred, I could have a condo in a pretty nice part of town. And it's safe and it's mine and, and I like it. It's home. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. 858-688-6813. Brian Curry is the guy you're going to call when you're ready to buy that home. Again, Brian's the guy that can find that perfect home for you, whether you're looking for a bigger house or a smaller house, a different neighborhood. Um, Brian and I have this uh, deal worked out where he sends me updates on a price range that I've, I've thrown at him. And he mm-hmm. throws me, I said, he gives me East Lake a lot because I said I want to stay in the area. Yeah. But I said, hey, so I told him last week, I go, Brian, expand it a little bit. Show me some other neighborhoods in San Diego. Oh, I'm, ju- I'm just curious to know what is out there. And there's so many great houses yeah. out there. So many houses, as, as Jeff just mentioned, you're crazy. If you can afford to say, you know what, we're going to buy this house and, and make a little bit of money. First of all, the value should continue to go up. And the rental market is, is a sucker's bet. Brian's the guy right now to help you find that perfect house. It's worth a phone call for you to sit there and give Brian Curry a call and find that neighborhood of your dreams, find the house of your dreams. You can reach Brian at 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. I'm sure there's a reason, I just can't think of a valid one, why anybody would pay 2000 or more in rent in this yeah, town. I'm with you. I just, I don't get it. Uh, when you could... When you could own a property for that amount of money uh, in a really cool part of town, and you say, hey, because buying a house is stressful and I don't want to mess with it. I don't know, man. I saw what Angel posted this week. He looked like a guy incredibly excited. Dave knows what that feeling's like. I know what that feeling's like. There's nothing like being told, hey, your offer's been approved. Congratulations. We got it. And then you go, oh, what? <laughs> but the good news is when you have somebody like Brian Curry and his team on your side, you're going to know that when BC's on the phone, <laughs> hey, what's up, Dave? BC here, baby. Going to bring that helicopter in. We're going to bring you in right to that property you want to see in Hamul, right? Over. Uh, got you a great view of Black Speech, Dave. Pervert. Over. Um, wherever Brian puts you, you're going to love it. It's going to be the greatest decision you ever made. And I say this, too. In 25 years or 50 years, when we're gone, your kids are going to be left with a lot of things. Memories, right? Maybe you have uh, a Rutgers football jersey that you leave (laughs) them. But how great would it be to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, here's the keys to the house, and you're covered, and you're set. Uh, it starts with a phone call to Brian Curry. Find that house your dreams. Make it happen. Taylor May Pools, Alan Taylor standing by and making that perfect pool happen. How many of you went to a friend's house when this COVID-19 separation kind of ended and you said, oh, we need something to do? We're able to get closer to our friends, save social distancing. Pool's a great way to go. So mm-hmm. many people enjoy the hot weather last week in San Diego. It's going to be nice in the 70s this week. Alan Taylor's your guy for that perfect pool. More than 20 years in San Diego building great pools. Again, you name it, he can do it. If you have a pool that's not in perfect working condition, you should call him as well. Don't have to worry about the brand-new pools only. Again, pool resurfacing. He also does insulation, full remodels, commercial and residential. Alan Taylor is your guy to give a phone call to to make sure that you are ready for the summer for entertainment. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Why wouldn't you do it now? Now's the time to do it because you have the built-in excuse that nobody can come over. 
hey, would it be all right if Mary Lou and I brought the triplets over? No. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, we're social distancing. Yeah, we're just doing it. We're pretty asymptomatic. And uh, Jeannie Pepper, my date, she's had a little bit of a cough. Jeannie coughed. <laughs> You're like, yeah, fuck yeah. Don't say symptomatic. Don't let anybody come over. Sit back and enjoy that pool. You've earned it, right? You make some fresh guac, Dave. You have a couple of beers. You go back there and you hang out, and life couldn't be better. And right now, for the first 47 people that call, I haven't even cleared this with Amy and Alan. It doesn't matter. We're going to do it. 47 people that call between now and Wednesday's show. If you mention Dave and Jeff, and the key word tonight is Sam Perkins. That's the code, <laughs> code word, Sam Perkins. You say Sam Perkins, guess what? That pool is going to be made in the shape of Sybil Danning. That's right. Nobody was better in women's prison movies than Sybil Danning. And when friends and Nana comes over and says, my God, that's a beautiful pool. You're fucking right it is, Nana. Sybil Danning, baby. <laughs> Didn't you watch Chained Heat? As we look ahead, next week it'll be Ray Don Chong. The week after that, Linda Blair. But for now, the special is Sybil Danning. Don't forget, code word Sam Perkins. When you call, tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Kyle Fluke is your guy for that brand new website. What are you waiting for? If your website's not up to par, if you aren't getting the hits that you want, if you're starting a brand new business, and so many people are right now, Kyle Fluger is your guy. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621 has done a great job for us. Again, DaveAndJeffShow.com and JakesProjects.org. Uh, you know what would be really great, too, uh, is if you, anybody's doing a podcast and you hear this, I don't know what happened. The same way I do it every time. Oh, shit. Can you hear anything? What? That's why I hear for 37 fucking minutes every night. So Kyle Fluger, shake it on over here and show this kid how to set this fucking thing up so it doesn't crash 52 minutes in or so we don't go, hang on, check. Uh, well, the meter's registering. God damn it, Fluger. Get over here and save me, will you? You asshole. I'll buy you a fucking uh, Fanta Orange. <laughs> All right, here we go. How Let's old are go. they and how much are they worth? June 15th. Okay. We're going to start off with the one dead guy. Waylon Jennings. Oh, shit. Oh, I like this one. Waylon Jennings always looked like he was about 88. Sure did. That fucking guy lived a few lives, huh? I'm going to say Waylon Jennings was just that, 88, and he's going to be worth $40 million. Waylon Jennings would have been 83. Nope. Okay. He died at 65. Is that right? Yeah. He's been gone that died long? Damn. Okay. And, and uh, Waylon Jennings... Uh, is worth seven million dollars. I don't. I believe he's worth more than that. <laughs> I'm gonna dispute that. All right, here we go. We've got the youngest one I think we've ever done on here. It is Northwest Kim Kardashian's daughter. Oh shit! I don't know. Six, seven years old. No big deal. How much is she worth? That's the question. Remember, her parents have money. Yeah, but she's on TV all the time. Uh, so what is she on? She's on that guy named Kardashian show, so she gets money just for being on camera. Man, I've not seen that show. I bet in. At least five years. So I'm going to say she's worth $14 million. $10 million. Wow. Seven years old. Wow. God dang it. Your kids are almost double that age. That means your kids should be worth $20 million. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got to make a phone call. They got to get their shit together. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. 55. 51. 51. He, you're like, Ice Cube. Uh, fuck, dude, he's great. 
He's one so of the craziest careers of all time, right? Dude, it is. He went from recording Fuck the Police to fucking doing Disney movies. Dude, he's so goddamn funny in those two Jump Street movies. I, I don't know if you like those I, movies I, I with Channing Tatum. I love Ice Cube. Dude, he has no time for Ch- Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. He kills those guys in that movie. Uh, 51. I'm a, dude, he better be worth at least $200 million. 160 is what it says. I would have guessed more, too. Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. 48. 47. That's funny. I would have guessed younger. I don't know why I think he was younger. 47 years old. Uh, dude, he had this thing in L.A. that was – he's a pretty talented guy. He had this thing in L.A. that was like on the streets of Hollywood Boulevard, yeah. like a scavenger hunt that we did one time. It was really well thought out, like pretty amazing. Um, I think they still do it in New York. But you would go, Dave, you'd meet at like Hollywood and Highlands, and they would tell you, meet at the Yellow Couch at Hollywood and Highlands. And you'd go, and all of a sudden, like, I don't know how they knew it was even you, but some guy would be like, hey, come here. We got to solve the Johnson murder. And then you'd be walking, and people would just, like, dart out from the building. They were all actors that wow. were involved in this. It was a black that, – that dude put it all together. Um, and he wrote a couple of kids' books that are really good, too, if you have young kids. He had some money. Yeah, I'm going to say – I'm gonna say 150 million. 140. Wow. 140. Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. 57. 56. Okay. Pretty good. 22 million. Really? I thought you would say more because of friends. Yeah. 150 million dollars. No shit. Yep. Well, good for her. Million. Two more. Leah Remini. A little crazy. Yeah. Pretty hot though. Leah Remini, uh, 51. 50 years old. You're off by one on, like, all of them. I know, on all of them. How much is she? She hasn't done anything, right? No. Scientology probably took all her. Boy, she had some fucking stones going after them, huh? I like Leah Remini. I'll say 18 million. $20 million. Very close. All right. All right, last one. Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. Bad lay, Dave. I guarantee Dude, she looks like a bad lay. Yeah, right? She's aged bad. Well, I don't think that was needed. I just said she was a bad lay. Um, I'm going to say she's 55. 57. 57. How much is she worth? Uh, More money than I thought. All right. I like that little hint. I'm going to say $40 million. $75 million. No shit. Yeah, how the fuck did that happen? How'd that happen? Wasn't that show Mad About You? Was that the one she used to do? Yeah, her and Paul Reiser. Yeah. What's he been doing? I don't know. Steer or go. Helen Hunt or Paul Reiser? Oh, that's funny. I think I'd go with Paul. Paul's funny. I'd take Helen Hunt. Paul would wear you out. <laughs> All right, here we go. Stayer goes, and we're going by sport this time because it looks like baseball right now is headed the direction it's not going to happen. So I'm going to ask you, which one do you need more? Okay. Okay. Major League Baseball or NHL hockey? Um, I'll take NHL. You'll take NHL. You just because you're frustrated with baseball, or you're yep. Okay. NFL or college football? Uh, NFL. Boxing or UFC? Oh, uh, UFC. Really? Yeah. All right, NBA, WWE. Well, I'll go back to what I just said. UFC at least makes the fights you want to see. And I know they all get mad. They all bitch and complain that they're going to retire. And Dana White's like, well, if you even think, if you ever say the word retire, you should do it. Uh, What was the next one? 
NBA or WWE? Oh, I like that one for my son. For me, I'll take uh, WWE. Really? Yeah, I don't have any investment in the uh, NBA. What about Alan Horton? Al Horton, but uh, well, yeah, Al Horton's great. <laughs> golf or tennis? Oh shit, golf. Yeah, I knew you'd say golf. Fuck, I'm with you, dude. I can't. I'm not a tennis guy at all, as far as professional tennis anymore. Here, I'll give you a couple. Uh, '80s rock, Tiffany or Debbie Gibson? Tiffany. I've seen Debbie Gibson in person at Magic Mountain. At, in concert? In con- she sang at Magic Mountain. It felt bad for her. people. But told you her went? Well, yeah, I did. There's <laughs> other things to do there. Yeah, I, I got it. I was. Uh, what do you want me to say? I wanted did you to see go because he hot. knew she was there. No, not at all. I didn't, just when she was there, I was like, "Oh fuck, let's see this." And we got like front row shocker, and then people started throwing pennies like off of her face from the crowd. Ow. I felt bad for her. She like, started crying. It was awful. God. Yeah. That's a terrible thing. What's with people? I don't know. I had a few in my pocket. No, I'm kidding. No, I didn't throw any fucking pennies at her. Damn, Dude, man. Like flicking pennies off her face. You know how people snap those pennies? <laughs> it was horrible. All right, that's enough. She was a teenager, for Christ's sakes. God, you savages. Dude, <laughs> 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 right. we went to, my buddy and I, my buddy Rob and I, we got season passes to Magic Mountain when we were in high yeah. school. And we got our, I, we were like, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. It was like 30 bucks to go whenever you wanted. Yeah. Only problem is Magic Mountain was so fucking far away at the time from where right. I lived. And we got our IDs, and we're all pumped up, put them in our wallet. Like the only thing you have in your wallet when yeah, you're in high school. Yeah, of course. And I remember we look at it like two days later, and both of our pictures were taken like right above the forehead, so it looked like we had full rims, like we had no <laughs> hair on top. And we had to go back and get our pictures redone. Like this is ridiculous. We both look like we're sixty-five. Fuck is going on here? What the hell happened? Ah, uh, shit. Damn uh, it. We will be back Wednesday night. Everybody, be nice to Coach Quintera. Please. I know your hearts are all in the right place, <laughs> but just leave Johnny Quintera alone. He's a good dude. Uh, He's stay looking safe. For a ball game. Huh? He's looking for Poor a ball guy's game. just looking for a game. He doesn't need any of my shit. Stop reminding him what I'm doing, you fucking instigators. Uh, stay safe, everybody. Take care of your family. We'll see you Wednesday. All right. <laughs>